Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me in the hot seat is Michael Grace. And here's a bit about Michael. Michael is an innovative technology leader who speaks, presents, and writes about how businesses can achieve a transformation by leveraging technology. Several companies have called him a unicorn due to his ability to understand the business issue and solve it in partnerships with the customer, leveraging the latest technology and process enhancement. Michael is currently a director in the Info Practice at RPI Consultant and leads strategic services focused on digital transformation. Um, Something else about Michael, he has a history blending IT leadership, consulting, and innovation with a fierce determination to solve the root customer issues in a variety of industries. Michael is very passionate about listening intensive, intensively to the customer and only once the problem is understood, does he collaborate on the process understood. Improvement empowered by technology. This blend of customer focus, innovation, business process and technology are what makes him so unique thus a unicorn. When not working, Michael enjoys his family, his wife, Jennifer, mother, Yvonne, and four boys, one daughter, a dog, and a cat. His hobbies include cycling, cooking, keto lifestyle, reading, music, ooh, a fun fact, owning a DJ company, and enjoying time with his friends. So without further ado, please, Welcome, Michael Grace, to GEMS Podcast. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Genesis, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you and your listeners about any swirl of those things. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. I was telling Genesis before the podcast, when you get this old, you just have a lot of baggage. I mean, history that comes with you. <laughs> and I don't know if I would say old. I would just say seasoned. I like that. Like a f- good steak. Yes. So before we jump into our segment, which we're going to focus around um, business, what does that look like, incorporating technology, and some of the other things that make you the unicorn in your field, I definitely want to connect with you on a personal level, and so does the audience. So I'm going to give you two options, Michael. The first one is breaking the ice, and the second one is rapid fire. Which would you like? Ooh, let's do rapid fire. That sounds exciting. okay. This is quick. There are 10 questions, so don't put too much thought into it. Just All right. Go with that gut. Question number one dream car? Porsche. Two, coffee or tea? Coffee. If you could have any three, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flying. Four, if you could go anywhere around the world, money was no option. And you just found out that they're no longer flying back to your home base for various reasons. Where would it be? Paris. Five. If you could go back into time and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Take all the challenges that are presented to you. Six. 
since you have quite an extensive family, is there anything that you would do differently? No, I, I'm very happy with what how it all turned out. Seven, favorite food? Ooh, that's tough, uh, steak. Okay, eight, dream vacation? Uh, probably a world cruise. Okay, nine, if you were a fly on the wall, Michael, and you had a chance to eavesdrop on any conversation, who would you be listening to? Uh, currently Vladimir Putin, just so I could use it against him. Okay. And 10, pass or play? If you play, I ask one last question. If you pass, we switch roles and you ask me a question. Are you going to pass or play? I'm going to pass. Okay. What's your question? What motivates you to have a podcast? Oh, this is a good one. I started it as a passion project after my dad passed in November of 2020. And then the second part of it is it's just a way to continue to connect with other people and commemorate my dad's legacy because he was such a people person. And I guess I tell people that was you know, his personality, but also that was the South American in him because anyone from South America, they are very outspoken and they love connecting to people. I love it. That's a great answer. Yeah. So now let's segue into our topic, which is business, tech, and Michael being a unicorn. So tell me, how did you get involved in technology and how do you apply that in all things business? That's, that's a great question. I, I, you know, I started um, coming out of retail, right? I was working retail out of college and I was like, okay, this is not why I went to college. Um, so I need to get a quote real job for those of you listening. I just air quoted real job. And um, I, I started in business at the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, which was really impressive and great. But I noticed that everything I did relied on technology, right? I was using computers, I was using uh, telephones, I was using software. And I was like, it's not so much what I do in the job. My efficiency and how good I am really depends on all this technology. And I was like, so I really want to learn that piece of it. I want to be the guy who brings all the fun, fun tools to everybody like Zoom or, or other tools and software and, and really enable people to be the best version of themselves, leveraging the best technology. Uh, so when I walk in, it's kind of like a kid in a candy store because I'm like, tell me your problems and let me help you find the right tool. I love that because there's always a problem to solve, but as long as you could be the solution to that problem, then that gives you a competitive advantage whenever you are in the tech space or business in general. So now with technology, we have RPA, the robotic processing automation. We have AI, artificial intelligence, blockchain, the list goes on and on. Is there one technology that that just makes you giddy every time you use it. Yeah, people, people get really overwhelmed by technology. They see all the possibilities and then they get stuck in, I don't know where to start, right? And I always say, 
start in what's consumable to you. So if you're a small business, don't try to buy some crazy, super expensive technology because you can't afford it and you'll never do it. Um, but then don't get overwhelmed. Start wherever you are, right? If you're a mid-sized corporation or larger, I really like robotic process automation because it's relatively cheap. It's cheaper than you think. It's sub $20,000 technology and one robot, which is just cool to say you have a robot in your company, right? That There's a lot of coolness just in that. So having a robot to automate processes, like so many people, well, I've got to send these same emails, or I got to go get these same files, or I got to open this, right? So people have checklists and stuff. And I'm like, why are you wasting your human talents doing that technology, right? Doing, doing those, those repetitive tasks, use technology, let technology do those tasks so that you can go spend time with your employees, have meaningful conversations, focus on growing your business. Don't, don't waste your time doing all these robotic tasks. Yes, absolutely. So, I, so what I heard from that is work in your business but then work on your business and then reverse it. Work on your business once you once you finish working in your business to a certain extent, because then you're applying automation. So if you choose to exit your business, you could sell your business and your business could actually be sellable because if you're so busy working in your business and you try to sell it, then you can't sell yourself. So you have to know how to grow and transition and then also be willing to learn new technology as new things is coming up. What makes sense for you? What makes sense for your business? And what makes sense for your shareholders? I love that. That's that's a great, a great way to summarize that. <laughs> so uh, Michael, whenever people see you, they see you as a tech unicorn, right? They do. What is the hardest thing in technology that has challenged you? And how has it made you a better person? personally and professionally? That's a great question. Um, I, I'd say understanding the really complex and then discerning that down into a message that is consumable by, by the average business leader, right? They don't need to understand how a robot works. They just really need to understand the benefits that they get when they deploy the technology. So we go out and I do all the studying of what are all these technologies. And then I seriously sit with myself and go, how do I make this make sense in a, in a really short presentation to a company and really focus on what do they get out of it? So, so it's really helped me think about really large topics or complex topics. And how do I just trim that down? And what do they really need to know? You know, what, what's the benefit message to them so it's really helped me personally in, in just my communication style. Um, and I like to have a little fun. I add humor in there. Um, it's hard to take me seriously when I come in. My business card literally says Chief Unicorn, um, which starts lots of conversations. And they're like, so you're really a unicorn? And I'm like, am I not? Have you ever met a real unicorn? You think we walk around like stuffed animals? Um, no, we're, you know, real unicorns do exist. And then what are some of those complex um, problems that you're solving out there? Because I really want to put that into terms for the audience. So they kind of, okay, let me get inside the mind of Michael. Yeah, the, you know, the, um, the, the, the more complex um, tends to be, we do a lot of work in healthcare, which we're really passionate about 
Because if we can help a hospital or a healthcare agency do more with less, spend less money, right? They can take that, those resources and they can focus it on, on patient care. Um, I really believe that if I can save companies money, um, then they're going to be able to do more charity care. Um, they're going to be able to help people on the street. So we really dive into pretty complex processes. These are processes that if you were to diagram them out, you'd stare at this and be like, whoa, it's crazy, right? You'd be like, wow, there's like a hundred different pieces of this process. So we like to look at that and go, okay, let's get five people out of these, this process, right? Let's, let's let those five people go do something else, right? Or the company can save money. That, that really gets us, gets us excited. So we do all kinds of crazy process mapping. And then we, um, we look at how do we, how do we remove some steps and give that to robots? Okay. I like that. I like the, the process, because as you were talking about it, I see a big diagram because I'm a visual person. And then mm -hmm. you look at, okay, what makes sense to outsource, outsource, what makes sense to automate, and then what makes sense to just keep that personalization piece, because people still want to connect with human beings and not robots. So whenever you think about the human interaction and the personalization paired with the automation, then how can we ensure that businesses are following this methodology? Because sometimes they spend way too much money automating, but then you take away the personalization and then people disconnect because when I call places, how many times have you heard, if you would like to talk to Susan, press one. If you would like to leave a voicemail, press two. And you're like, I just want to talk to a person because you don't have time to go through the prompt. I, I love, I, I called, um, uh, I'll just name them because why not? Um, I called American Airlines once I, the flight was delayed. And the first thing they told me on the message was, we care about you. And I was on hold and I'm not exaggerating. It was, it was a, a huge travel delay day. I was on hold for six hours. I just left it on hold. I was on hold for six hours and the message kept saying that they cared about me. You don't care about me when I'm on hold for six hours. I'm sorry, you don't get to do that. So, you know, I always tell people, where do we need that human interaction? You're so spot on with what you just said, because I won't let you outsource or automate something and then tell me it's a critical part of your business, right? If it's, it, we had a company and they were going to outsource um, leave management. Leave management happens when employees of a company have a traumatic, if something happens, uh, a spouse dies, a parent dies, and they need to go deal with that traumatic event. They're traumatized when they take a leave. And you're going to outsource that to some other company who doesn't care, right? All they care about is going through the paperwork. You don't get to then tell me that you care about your employees, because through that action of automating that critical moment in that employee's life, you're just told me you don't care, right? You care about the bottom line and the cost. So just because we can automate something doesn't mean that we should, because I call it moments that matter. There are moments that matter where you need your best employees taking care of each other. That human interaction that you just talked about, I just got goosebumps um, because literally that human to human interaction, find those moments that matter and connect your employees and help each other. Be a good human. Don't automate that. 
Absolutely. And I don't know if you paid attention to my face. When you said you were on hold for six hours with American Airlines, I was like, no ham, no cheese, no turkey. I will hang up. Like, and I would be writing someone a letter or an email because that is ridiculous don't have on there that you care about me but then I'm on hold for six hours anything can happen within an hour mindless six hours that's completely ludicrous um and I love the moments that matter because I was like "Ooh, MTM <laughs> moments <laughs> so I think that's really cool there and Michael one of the things I want to um highlight on is sometimes people get so afraid of technology because they feel like what about if I do something wrong well what about if you don't and you just start and you learn along the way and I like that you brought into the healthcare sec sector because you know in healthcare I think that's one area where technology should definitely be a one because people's lives are at stake and then from the healthcare, I would probably say businesses that are essential businesses, and then go on from there, just kind of triage it. Um, so whenever you work with the healthcare sector versus if you're working actually in the tech sector, like working with like the Googles, the Apples and etc. Do you see a variation with the different types of technology that you that they use? We do. Yeah. Unfortunately, we healthcare is, is kind of like the finance sector of banking was 10 years ago. Um, finance, healthcare tends to run about 10 years behind, right? Um, from an automation perspective. Whereas in the tech space or even now the fine finance space, they have money to stay abreast of all the latest technology. Uh, so they're really good at doing automations uh, really good at leveraging um, technologies that run behind the scenes unbeknownst to you to make their workflow really, really easy. So it's kind of sad, um, really, that healthcare could benefit from this. And we just haven't seen the adoption. You said something that was really important. Um, people are afraid, right? They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to buy the wrong thing. I always say, find somebody who you trust. Find somebody who's putting knowledge like podcasters, right? We put knowledge out in the space in the hope that it helps somebody, right? It helps somebody on their journey. That's the reason we podcast. Um, find somebody who you trust and, and have them guide you because um, you really have to get moving. I used to say getting technology in your business to automate processes was an advantage. It's no longer an advantage, right? It's a competitive necessity. Everyone around you is doing it. So if you're still not doing it, your competitors are. And the problem is, is they're going to be able to then operate significantly less than you are, uh, which presents its own business challenges. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. And I say, you're either going to go with the times or you're going to get left behind because you were too afraid to take that leap of faith or jump and because of the unknown, but on the other side of unknown is success. The other side of unknown is confidence and money. Because if you think about it, look at Elon Musk. When he was a child, he said he, he wanted to do these things and people thought he was crazy. But look at all the things that he's accomplished now. So who's crazy now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's such a great and relevant analogy. Uh, because 
he took that leap of faith, right? He moved. I always say right, wrong, or indifferent, move in a direction, right? You'll quickly know if it's the right or the wrong path. The universe will give you that feedback, right? You'll be trying to do something and it isn't working. Okay, great. Try something else, right? But always be exploring, especially in technology. Obviously, technology moves very, very fast. Um, we're constantly developing new things. You hear artificial intelligence. Um, it's a key buzzword for me because there is no artificial intelligence. Um, there really isn't, right? To be artificially intelligent, you have to have thought with emotion and, and, and none of that really exists yet. It's coming, it's really close, um, but it's not quite there yet. So what you really have is you have things like macros and such, right? That's really all a robot is, is it's a macro. So we use all these fancy words to make ourselves and technology sound super important. So we get paid the big dollars. Um, but at the end of the day, if you take the time to really understand it, it's not that complex, right? And find somebody who'll partner with you and listen to your business problems and help you. Um, there's people, there's people out there. I tell people all the time, just call me. I, I you know, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to spend time with you to help you understand, to help you get moving. Um, and I sincerely mean that. And it's not just me. There's tons of people in tech that will partner with you and help you. Thank you for sharing that. And that's so kind of you to offer your help to people because people need help and they need the right help. And you definitely have to go beyond the surface level whenever you're talking about tech because you could be doing everything right, but then there may be one thing that's not triggering or causing it to fire on all cylinders. But once you fix that one thing, everything is golden and it's smooth sailing. And then whenever a new system comes out, just tweak it and build upon it and keep on growing. So Michael, I wanna ask you, is there a, like a quick checklist that you go over with some of your clients to make sure they at least have some baseline form of technology? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, you know, we, we first do like an assessment we gather information, we send them a survey and they fill it out telling us what they have, what they don't have. But then, you know, that's, that's so, I call it flat, right? It's just like, wah, 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 who cares? Um, and then we get to do what I, what I created, which is called a vision workshop where we get to say, okay, I, I know a little bit about your business. Let me tell you the art of the possible with technology. Let me, let me show you a little bit about what tech can do. And it just makes their head like blow up, right? They're like, whoa, I didn't know I could do this, that, the other. And then we whiteboard for the rest of the time, all the possible opportunities. And then we really look at that and go, okay, how much does that process cost you? Okay, um, we think we can automate 50% of it, saving you this, right? And so then we very quickly at the end of two hours can give them a deliverable that says, here's what the opportunity is in your business. Here's where we think it'll cost you. And here's the ROI you can get. And now you have something that becomes real, right? You've just taken conceptual and made it real. So people are able to, to, to like action on it and do something with it. It's, it's no longer like, oh, I'm going to think about this. It's like, wow, now I have a document in front of me and I can actually do something with it, right? That's the unicorn piece. That's the magical piece is I want to take your hopes and your dreams and I want to give you a path so that you can, you can action on them and make it real. I like that. 
And I like the part where it's like vision because it, it makes me think of visionary. And mm -hmm. as we wind down, Michael, because we're definitely going to have to have you back for a part two because 30 minutes is just not enough time. Um, you just want to hang out with unicorns. <laughs> That's it. You just want to hang out with mythical creatures, Genesis. Hey, I like knowledge. I say if you're not learning, then you're not growing, right? I love it. So what is your call to action for this segment? Uh, you could challenge the audience, you could plug your website, or anything that you want the audience to do, but it needs to get them to the point where it is inspiring them, or it's motivating them to bust a move. Yeah, um, you know, I, I always try to not be self-serving because um, technology is for everybody, right? And whether you use me or our company or you use other people, I just want you to, to, to learn about technology and understand that it is not, um, it is not overwhelming. It is not overpowering. Um, it is not something to be afraid of. It's really something to learn about and embrace. And you can do that in bits and pieces. So um, if everybody, the challenge to the audience is really to go out and type robotic process automation into your browser. So many sites will come up, thousands of sites. Everybody suddenly has robots, right? Uh, and I'm not talking like, you're probably too young to, to remember the Jetsons on TV. Do you remember the Jetsons? All right, she remembers the Jetsons. So, you know, I'm not talking about those kind of robots because that would be cool, but these are software robots. So just type robotic process automation into a browser and go learn about the art of the possible. All the big companies have good websites with great education. A lot of them offer free training. So if you're looking for a career change, there are companies out there that will certify you on being a robotic process automation engineer for free. And let me tell you, right now, those positions, the, the salaries on those range from 80,000 to the top developer of RPA at Google last year made $2.7 million. Wow, that is incredible, y'all. So definitely go learn about RPA and level up your game. And Michael, how can they connect with you via your website? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? Yeah, that's a great question. So LinkedIn um, is a great place uh, to find me. So Michael Grace on LinkedIn. Um, I also have a uh, podcast uh, and all my blog articles and content is out there. That's at www.tech prounicorn.com. Um, and then our corporate website is less exciting and doesn't talk about unicorns or other mythical creatures, unfortunately, but that is at www.rpic.com. Thank you so much, Michael. And audience, all of Michael's contact information will be in the show notes, so you can definitely connect with him there. Michael, I want to thank you again for just dropping gems on this segment. And for those of you listening or watching, make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also, connect with us for all things of video by heading on over to YouTube and typing in at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, we are looking for brand sponsors. Space is limited, but head on over to genesisamariskemp.net to learn more. And you'll also see that we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. 
per www.listennotes.com. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go out there and check out what RPA is, Robotic Processing Automation. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.